0: Welcome, folks, to another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host Joe Monday, and today is February 22nd. You're listening to RSF Radio, the podcast where we talk about what's been going on on the front page of our Street Fighter throughout the week. Uh, before that, um, it's been kind of a weird week for me. You've been listening to a lot of old '90s music, and I mostly got I got on that topic because I was reminded this weekend had a birthday party this weekend. It's been a rough week. It's been. Been touch and go all week, but anyway, at a birthday party this weekend, I'm all friends over. We got on the topic of now that's what I call music. If you're not familiar with what that, is um, it was just you see back back in the age of music when music was a thing that you printed and held in your hands. Uh, there was a company that sold these CDs that had about like 13 tracks on them uh, of the hits, the the most hit music of the time. Uh, and there were a lot of them, uh, and the question I asked there when you came to the party, I was like, well, how many, and I'll ask you, the listener, uh, so you can pause it right after I'm done with this question and, and maybe like take a guess, uh, post it in the comments of the YouTube video or whatever you want to do, post it in the reviews or whatever you want to do. But my question to you is how many mainline, now that's what I call musics, have there been? How many releases? Now this doesn't include special editions and this doesn't include holidays. I think my, my clue to everyone was special editions, which I didn't really even look up what the special editions could have been. Uh, it might've been like, now that's what I call hip hop or something like that. It doesn't include those. Just tit- titular, now that's what I call a music. How many are those special editions? There were 45, 45 special editions, which doesn't include holidays. So mainline, take your guess. I'll wait. Okay, all done guessing. Sixty-five. There have been sixty-five. Now that's what I call musics. Four of them were released last year. There was one released earlier this year. How does a like a how does a company that's is it, blowing my mind because to think of the business model of that company is just collect. 13 or so songs, uh, put them on an album, and then sell it to someone, an actual disc, like that's still their business model, in 2018, who, is, who could possibly be buying that, that would make the, the concept of holding on to those, those, the licensing, or going after the licensing for this music, to make that make any kind of reasonable business sense? The kicker to me is that we looked up the track list of the first. Now that's what I call music, and the the track list goes as such: there is a there is a hard swing on that first. Now that's what I call music. That was something that I had. I have never seen a harder swing in any kind of of playlist, but it went from. I think it was track twelve and thirteen. Goes something like Aquas, Barbie Girl. Directly into Radiohead's Karma Police. Such a hard swing. Like, who listened to that? As a businessman, who's listening to that? Like, did anyone before they printed that disc listen to it the whole way through and go, ooh, hmm, 12 to 13, are we sure about that? And then someone's like, get it out the door. I paid for the licensing, just get it out of here. And then to print a CD like that, and then continue to be in business, I just, man, what a time, what a time we live in, and to still be in business, there were four releases last year, fucking insane. Well folks, (laughs) enough reminiscing about the past, let's get into the present, or still talking about the past because these were posts made to our Street Fighter, but they're talking about the things that are happening right now, this is a very now that's what I call podcast. title of this podcast. Uh anyway, uh let's get into it. First things first. Uh here is a video from the FGC philosopher on how to grow a local fighting game community. Uh it's a kind of an interview thing where he talks about a like what it means to uh, run a local and operate a local and kind of everything that goes along with that. Uh, thinking about what you need to run a local, like what kind of supplies that you need, what kind of you know, outreach do you need to have within your own community, like how, how much work do you need to do to make sure people get out to your event. All that kind of stuff is talked about uh, in this interview, and it's a, it's a good one to listen to if you plan on or want to get into something like that. If there's no local where you are and you're thinking, man, we could really use a local, uh, give this one a listen. It's quality material. And another thing going on. Uh, so I didn't realize this was happening. I knew who this person was. So for Abbasaur, uh he's been working with New Challenger a lot to make some videos. He's done coaching, done a bunch of that stuff, working with those guys, just getting people from brand new fighting games to the next level uh, to be somewhat competent. And I didn't realize this, but he's working with uh, SRK right now. Uh, and doing a video series for them uh, and the first one was out a uh, 5 minute focus on how to get more out of training mode a lot of things were uh ideas like spins that on ideas that were presented in geese gym and it's it's good information it's highly highly recommend listening to that if you find yourself in the position of you know if you are just starting out fighting games or if you want to point someone in like a video direction of uh, how do I start playing fighting games and they go well I don't want to read things on the internet I'd rather have it in a video format this is a place to tell them tell them to get to or check out that guy's channel because Rebsler is he's prolific in terms of uh, the amount of tutorial videos he posts all right speaking of leveling up though this post was posted by Believable. Uh, he's been around for a while actually I've, I recognize that name even back from the RS four days Uh, and he wrote basically wrote up a long story about what it took to go to hit diamond Uh, so maybe if you find yourself on the edge of hitting diamond maybe you want to if things that he talks about in this are like throwing out whole parts of his game uh just to totally do a reset on how he thinks about the game how he thinks about approaching fighting games uh it's a it's an interesting read if you might find yourself in that in that position uh, it's if maybe if you're like trying to you're hitting a roadblock maybe doing some of these the things that chin believable suggests uh can maybe be the thing to bring you up to the next level uh, and i highly recommend reading that uh, if you are trying to level up definitely now if you're trying to level up with vega I think Raketsu might have some words for you, Uh, because the next topic is a pretty long form post um, written by Nicholas Taylor on Event Hubs. Uh, It was an interview series with Raketsu on, hey, what about Vega? What's going on with Vega? What's the Vega like? And you might remember similar posts uh, like... Uh, he did the similar thing with Alex Myers and Kami. Uh, there was also a in our, a long-form article like this um, with Ixion90 and about Nash. Uh, long-form post. I love them. I love stuff like this. Uh, and it's a really long breakdown and really detailed breakdown about where Vega is lacking. Uh, and not just Raketsu saying that because he plays Vega and wants him to be better. He's just saying... Well, he does suggest some changes that can happen to Vega to make him a better character, but it's mostly just him being pretty honest about, well, why does, why is it like this? Because it doesn't necessarily benefit Vega. To, doesn't really have a tick throw, uh, which is one of the reasons why, personally, I don't, I don't like the Vega in this game. I got too used to Street Fighter IV Vega's uh, car throw. That thing was like SPD range. That thing was fantastic. I loved it. I played Vega like a grappler in Street Fighter 4. as as you do. And even though Vega has a command grab, he doesn't have like a tick throw in this game, and it's I don't know. It's Rakatsu brings that up, and it's and it, it explains exactly why that's a problem specifically for Vega. Uh, and he also brings up things like his claw and his claw normals, and how they're not really cancelable. But also, they don't have range, so what like, what side of the scale are we trying to balance here uh, with these normals? If they don't have the range, they don't have the reach, and you can't cancel them into specials, what are they really used for? Which is why you find a lot of, a lot of Claw pa- players staying with the Claw off, because you just get more damage that way in a lot of instances. All right, well, I won't spoil the rest of the article because it goes into a lot of detail as to what are the problems with, with Vega. Uh, so if you currently play Vega and you want some uh, validation on why you think Vega is bad, uh, that might be a good thing to read. Uh, speaking of bad characters, uh, this was... Next topic is a, a matchup chart by Gunfight. The Alex matchup chart. That's right, folks. So, if you follow Gunfight on Twitter, he's been making a lot of posts about the current state of Alex, what Alex is capable of, um, how he fares in matchups, uh, I, I found that the the one thing that you want to bring up, if you ever want your, your mentions to, if you, if your notifications to explode, if you want your inbox to be full AF, uh, just mention any kind of matchup. It doesn't matter if you're right or wrong. Just say anything because guess what? You're wrong about that matchup. Even if it's the mere match and you say 5-5, five, five, your opinions, open, capital O opinions will be shoved down your throat uh, for sure. Uh, and that was kind of the case here with, with his timeline after this. However, I'll say Alex, not a very good character. And even with season three, he got a little bit better. Uh, v Trigger Two doesn't really afford him much of anything. It doesn't really do what Alex players would want it to do. It doesn't do what I wanted to do. I wanted it to have uncrouchable setups off of the um, the DDT, but there are no setups on block or on hit, which lead to uncrouchable setups, which is unfortunate. Uh, however, people tried to make it work. Ends up it doesn't work. Go back to V-Trigger 1, because Alex's V-Trigger 1 is actually pretty damn good. Uh, and there's no really, no real reason to change what's not broken. Uh, and he lists out the matchups. Uh, some of the easier matchups, Zaku, Balrog, Ryu, Ken, Laura, uh, Bison, Fong. That all kind of makes sense. But the harder matchups being characters with good range uh, or good mobility. Uh, Birdie, Chun, uh, Ed Ed being up there was kind of a surprise to me. Uh, Colleen, Rashid, of course, uh, Gael. And he also mentions that, yeah, the 6.5s could, or their, and the 5.5s could really go one way or the other, depending on you know, maybe what your opinion is on the matchup. So he leaves a little bit of leeway there. But And don't use this as like a hard and fast rule of just saying, like, duh, this is a broken matchup, because really... No matchups are, are broken and are all that broken in Street Fighter V except for Zangief uh, Minot. But that's all I'll say about that. Please don't at me. All right. So moving on to the next topic. Speaking of broken characters, in fact, uh, Arliath made a fantastic tech video. I love tech videos like this. It's, it's great. Uh, and basically what it is is a very long video explaining... Uh, v-trigger cancels in response to a v-reversal and how you can punish if you notice that the v-reversal has happened Uh, and he gives instances of what if you pop the v-trigger before uh, what if you pop it after what can you get off of basically every v-reversal uh it's a lot of really great information, specifically for Abigail, specifically against the entire cast. Uh, it's a long video, so if you play Abigail, then I would recommend watching all of it and getting getting used to like all of the timings and you know everything that's going on there. If you want to have punches like that, or if you don't play Abigail and you just want to know how to fight against Abigail, learn maybe see what he can cancel out of to really make things troublesome for you if you try to reversal uh so it's great video from our also just give that dude a follow on on twitter if you're not he's one of the the fgc tech people that if you don't follow him on twitter um you should if you care about like moving forward with tech in street fighter 5 there's a couple other ones uh I could mention, I've mentioned on the show a number of times, Javits, Hatson, Weed, just to name a few. But Arliath is definitely one of those guys. Uh, give the guy some love. Uh, subscribe to his channel as well. It's all good stuff. Okay. Uh, speaking of Abigail uh, and some turncoat motherfuckers, uh, Brutus. At to Abigail, Brute. Why? Uh, Posted a pretty like it's a pretty basic unblockable setup. Now it, Abigail and V Trigger One uh, gains the ability to break bust up armor, and basically what this setup does, and the reason why I don't love it so much is that it relies on your opponent not quick rising, which I just don't love that. I think that that's a that's like a cheap setup in terms of Abigail charging up a, a big old hard punch right in front of your face um, because usually people want to get out of dodge in that situation they'll back rise most of the time uh, and even in a back rise instance the crouching hard punch that you've already started charging up would with so that's double bad uh, i just wanted to bring it up because brutus you're a bad person and you should feel bad about yourself In the future of abigail turncoat motherfucker uh anyway uh next cool thing uh some good good tech from uh, way of the scrub uh basically a long breakdown on what's new with cami uh, it covers kind of all of her v-skill stuff uh, what she is capable of doing now uh, the changes made to her in season three uh, with arcade edition um some b&bs that uh, and some setups at the end of it it's good like it's a good chunk of a video just to say, oh, okay, that's the that's the cami stuff. It's pretty basic stuff, but it's it's the cami stuff, you know. It's she's pretty straightforward, I think. Um, and this video kind of covers all the very straightforward stuff. So if you want to play some cami, uh, if you want to get used to her new setups or know what is punishable from her, then check out that video. It's six minutes, so it's a good good hunk of video. All right, so next bit of tech. A lot of it's just tech heavy. It's tech heavy cast. In um, this instance, this was a, an interesting share from uh, Lancerbro. Just I saw my hammer bows out there, or my uh, my battle bards, if you catch that lingo. Uh, Lancerbro posted this this quick little gif of Guile throwing an EX Sonic Boom at Sakura's EX Hadoken, and he asked, "Why did?" this happen because your mind would think oh both of those projectiles hit twice the ex boom and the ex at oaken will canc- cancel out when they meet uh, mid-screen between us i can i can advance as the sakura player but in this instance no in fact the both of those projectiles are are moving at a clip uh, and the EX Sonic Boom passes through the EX at Uh it's just a weird thing that happens with speed and hurtboxes and how those projectiles interact whenever they clash with something uh, it's it's some funky hitbox stuff so which I would always suggest whenever something looks weird or looks like it's broken uh, hop into SF5 Sim simulate that because you can just do it you can just tell the computer do this thing and you can look at all the hitboxes frame by frame and see what's actually happening uh, I always recommend people check out so 5 sim because that's that's a good way to like dig into the nitty-gritty because it's all there I uh, actually don't think it was posted to the sub but we did post that mm, no I am gonna talk about that later Never mind, it's just a little little tease little tease uh, okay time to get into the thick of the jungle we're gonna dive deep folks into some blanca tech so that's right uh not only did the sub blow up with blanca memes it also blew up with Blanca tech uh there's been a lot of that uh i i think we all saw what blanca was capable of uh, previously and we're all experiencing this now uh that blanca has some stuff that will he's still a scrub killer guess what if you thought he (laughs) if that's how you used to play him that's what he is he will you can get away with a whole lot of stuff but also he has some pretty cheeky business uh and first video is shared is a pretty much day one gimmick i love how all of the gimmicks start off with the uh the coward crouch into the into the lift cow crouch punches that you get to juggle after because this is this is just day one stuff and you saw I saw this all over like I think Bamochi had a post like this ZN uh, had a post like this and it's the the raid lift followed by stand hard punch hop forward into crouching medium kick and depending on where you hit them bunker can go either side and I saw that on at least two or three people's Twitter posts of haha lol blanca and it's like yeah my man like this is day zero day zero tech get to the next level what what else do you got but what's important about this is being able to see like where that hard punch is hitting and being familiar with it enough to block it Uh, this is this particular this video the first one in particular is it's a quick video, but it's it's a well-edited video of setup, 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 and it's very quick and it shows you a plethora of setups that if you want to get into a day one Blanca, it's probably where you would want to look. Okay, a little bit more than that. Uh, still, I actually don't know if this came out day one or day two. I don't know how quickly Baff works. I want to say it was day one, but like maybe like a late day one, because they don't let him stop working. Uh, but... Uh, I've mentioned Batfile before and recommended his channel before in the past and I would recommend I will always recommend him for for new players and people just trying to get into or understand new characters Uh, his character work that he does is uh, comprehensive to say the least Uh, basically covers Bonka's anti airs, mix-ups, combos, setups uh, everything that he's ever done for any other character Um, this is for the uh, for SRK so it's pretty much formatted in the same way that he's been doing things for quite some time uh, and a lot of it he tries to keep as optimized as possible and he's very open to people who are saying who tell him uh, no that's not optimized change this and he goes oh yeah like that should be changed and there's like notes that are made it's it's good stuff uh, so i would recommend checking this out for sure if you are looking to play Blanca or play against Blanca. all right next stuff is a guide from the Rufflemonger, Rufflemonger, Uh Kind of the tricky stuff. The it, this is more Oki in setups. Uh, Bath doesn't really get much into Oki all that much, uh, and this explores more like your frame setups, right? Your your frame kills to get that that perfectly timed meaty. Uh, I've been seeing a lot of people say that like crouching medium punch is like a pretty good meaty in terms of framed in afterwards and usually how you can set it up uh back rise or quick rise now uh, it's just a good normal in general uh i saw the vest talking about that a lot you might think oh knees i want to do the knees but like where it leaves you afterwards not very good but like crouching medium punch that's a good one that's your good one that's your the actual ticket standing medium kick might be super super easy to confirm like day one confirms right like if if you have half a brain and you are watching the video game with your eyeballs you can confirm a standing medium kick into the target combo it's very easy the window for it is enormous Uh, but i will say if you're looking for any more blanca tech uh, i actually i started doing this because i was and still am just continually pissed off at the at people's pensions for solely posting tech on twitter i get it like i get why you'd want to do that like all of that makes sense like you want to you want to get those twitter followers you want to get those that information out there right now twitter is good for that like that's that's all well and good that's wholesome i agree with you but t- Twitter is so hard to search through so what I bet I just been keeping an eye on Twitter and if I see any Blanca tech I'm throwing it in here so this has quite a lot of Blanca tech uh, ranging from what Blanca can do versus how characters can punish Blanca or what Blanca can punish for characters trying to escape things um, I think I want to give some shoutouts to Jack uh, and DeBose uh, also Mohanohukedama, and also, <laughs> I can't really pronounce these names very well, uh, I understand that, you know how Twitter names can be, uh, Javits Hamako, I think there's some Viserius in here, uh, a lot of people, this is an amalgamation of of data that were were never like tagged with the hashtag Blanca or anything like that, they were just straight dumped in Twitter. And if people are just dumping vids into Twitter, there's no not necessarily a good way of finding those vids after like this week. They'll be gone basically. And like if you don't follow that person, like what the fuck who knows what's going on. Uh, and so all of this is just a all of that stuff. I think there's some high fight in here as well, probably some hats and weed, of course. Uh there's a lot there's a lot of just quick hits with the Blanca tech of I think there's like some optimal punishes probably some ambiguous setups if I see it on the Twitter if you see it on if something on something see something say something uh if you see something on Twitter and that's not in this list or just just at me at super Joe mundane to say like here's here's this video or at the reddit sf just say here you go add this to the to the bunch and there it will be because in my like in my opinion where where else is it gonna go it'll just be a lost time and be impossible to search Where like i get it like people see it now and they know it now and it might not even be optimized for for right now but i don't know man it's uh, fighting game tech on twitter It's ter- it's so bad it's so so bad uh regardless, again I will state that all of this stuff is like stuff that can be used to beat Blanca and stuff that Blanca can use to beat certain characters, so it's a whole mix of stuff. Trying to get a whole good mix in there. Now speaking of beating Blanca's stuff, uh talked about it earlier, but that man, those Blanca balls, man. If you just if I would say if you play a Blanca, test someone's ability to punish your Blanca Ball. And also, if you play against the Zangief, just do it anyway, because he doesn't have a reliable way to punish Light Punch, Blanca Ball, but that's neither here nor there. Anyway, uh, what this goes through, um, Shinxfucker went through and made a list of everything that every character can do in in response to blocking Light Punch or EX Blanca Ball. For every character in the game, went through character by character this list exists for every game what blanca exists in where a blankey ball is punishable this is a thing that people need to know and it needs to exist in list form and here it is it's linked right here uh this was also shared in the block character discussion i believe as well also that uh that twitter moments thing was was shared in the uh the blanca weekly character discussion as well as long as also like most of these things that we're talking we've talked about have been added to that uh to that character discussion but that's already that's sticky and that'll be in the wiki for our street fighter it's you can find it's a couple clicks away but you can find this stuff folks um and so another thank you to shanks went through and and listed out every single punish criteria for for zangief it's annoying af however i will say that that zangief can flex it You can flex it, and if it's like timed, all right, you can get it. You can dash forward afterwards. You gotta flex it, can't block it. Don't you be blocking that ball? All right, enough block and talk. Let's get into business. Let's get into the business. Not quite esports, not quite yet, but I want to give a shout out to this post. Uh, This one was by. Arcade 1992. And you know how there was that post a while ago around the release of AE of, you know, what's the fight money breakdown like? Uh, And how's that going to change? How many characters can you afford with just earning fight money? And then they said they were going to take away what fight money is going to be earned. And then people misconstrued that for there won't be any fight money reward, but then you still get fight money from experience. Well, in that case... um, Arcados 1992 made a post uh, to the Steam forums saying exactly how much fight money you can earn by doing the basic stuff. So it's like the how much character costs, how much stage costs versus how much you can earn through character story, how much you can earn through the demonstration trials, survival easy and normal. Uh, he gets into other stuff as well, um, like weekly missions and like extra battles, that kind of stuff, of how much you can, you can earn from... From the current state of Street Fighter 5 Arcade Edition, as it exists now, if you were to buy it right now, so if you're if you're on the fence, if you have not bought a, uh, you haven't owned any previous version of the game, uh, and you're just gonna buy, AE, uh, this is a good breakdown of like, well, here's how, here's like the path if you want to math it out in your head of how to get to season three with through season three i should say uh without spending a- any more actual money then this is a good way to look at it. it includes a lot of bit it's a lot of bit of grind right here it's a lot of grind survival normal and and easy is it's just it's a bit of a time sink but the character story and demonstrations uh the uh the trials that stuff the challenges that i mean that stuff you can burn through that well maybe not for a brand new player but you can you can work at it you can earn that money and not have to pay for the next season of characters. But now getting into the esports, big money. Big money esports is here, folks. The CEO says so. Uh, this was just a... And I think we could have all seen this one coming. It makes sense because he's been talking about esports. Uh, but this was a message to the investors from from Capcom CEO basically saying that this year, this next year, 2018 is year one year one esports so they're going full esports if you didn't think they were full esports already to guess what they haven't even begun to esports yet this is basically a statement saying so to their investors so maybe it seems like they're doing something but i mean that's uh, it's interesting it's interesting to see that and then immediately followed by the next things we're going to be talking about which is the capcom pro tour and like where marvel infinite lies in within this announcement the versus series and kind of what that means and how it's not at evo and where things are at evo will street fighter 5 be the main game how many entrants are there dragon ball fighter z who knows uh so that's all well and good Uh, and i think that can might set up to talk about the next uh, bit of discussion which is the Pro Tour schedule uh, it's up uh, and I think that the main thing you want to take a look at is the premier events that's gonna be your main ticket to earning enough points to find your place in the Capcom Cup Pro Tour because I think okay yeah I can we're gonna house this all together Uh, and if you want a full breakdown of of the points I would recommend uh, watching this actually this next video shared by Brian F uh, where he goes through and goes like point by point you know he does a points breakdown basically of how much premier events are worth how much evo is worth how much ranking events are worth in terms of global and regional points and what that means to a player who's trying to make it out to or make it to Capcom Cup uh, And effectively the what he comes as a conclusion of is that if you have the ability to travel to premier events and maybe get out to a bunch of other ranking events, then that gives you a much better chance to find that seat at at Capcom Cup earn your spot in top 32 uh, than if you don't Especially if you don't live in North America, because like now we're talking, you know, when we go through this list, it's like the premier events. Uh, most of the majority of them are in the U.S. Uh, and if getting a hold of a green card is a difficult thing for you, then it, like it is. in I have saw that posted from a number of people uh, within the FGC. I know that's been a problem for Big Bird uh, and it's like for MENA as well. The Well... He doesn't necessarily need to gain Capcom Pro Tour points this season because he's guaranteed that spot as a returning champ. Ooh. Hmm. I didn't think about this, about his plan, because I mentioned this last week that he's he's got that team, the Tigers. Uh, God damn, that design is so cool. If you haven't looked up uh, Mena's team, like that patch, I, the color scheme all of it just looks so good so i'm talking about i talked about it either last week or the week before but i wonder if his like actual plan is to just help dominican republic earn points and get them to more regional premieres instead of competing them in himself he'll probably still compete because he's a competitor you, you can't just like be sponsored and not compete that doesn't make much sense but like He'll probably be more fo- more so focused on getting people out there so Dominican can represent. I don't want to speak for the guy. I haven't talked to him about it, but that makes things interesting considering the position that he's held on, you know, what he wants to do for for his community versus what things might look like uh, in the next uh, in the next calendar year here, uh, because a lot of the the major points earners are in the U.S. I mean what like just this march there's there's two in the US two premieres in march and then one in asia uh, and just every month kind of looks a similar breakdown as that it's not that's not just a one off thing there's just a lot more events in the US than there are in any other region uh, which is unfortunate if you are someone who's just trying to make splash in in the FGC or just the CPT at large. If you want to get your name out there or be a, a threat as a player, I, I am increasingly interested in what I uh, like. I'm not so much interested in, uh, I, I'm very, uh, let me rephrase this. I'm very interested in the way that the points breakdown works and how many points you earn for getting like first and second in premieres and at Evo versus the, lowered points values for lower ranks like versus the way more points that you get for a premiere versus the way less amount of points that you get for a ranking event Uh, and it's like I am actually not so much interested in top top 16 who are gonna be making it to like in terms of points leaders I want to see what those bottom 16 look like. I wonder how the field's going to shake out. Because what if someone wins two premiere events? What if someone wins EVO and another premiere? Points wise, they're... I mean, that's kind of a lock. I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that out loud, like, as in general, because there, there are definitely ways to get... No, no, that's a... Fuck that. That's a lock. That's a lock because there would be no way for any for there would be no way for 32 other people to make more points than you or 30 31 other people to make more points than you so like in that sense i'm way more interested in seeing the point value of the 31st entrant because 32 goes to last chance qualifier i that would be fascinating to me of like what is that minimum number that can get you in what's it going to be? Is it going to be in the thousands? Because if you're not getting like first and second, like shit, man, like ranking events, barely break a hundred points, barely, barely break a hundred points. And if you want to talk about the, the points breakdowns, I'm not going to get into it that much um, in this episode of the podcast, um, or maybe really any episode of the podcast. I, I think that that's, there have been other, places to listen to like i for example just the, the very next link that i'm going to share is brian f doing a walkthrough of of the cpt uh the rules the points and the schedule uh and what that might mean uh i would just i would probably recommend going to listen to that it's like a 12 minute breakdown um uh, i think i'm i'm not really bumping up on time but i haven't seen my wife like all week it's like it's audit season where she is and it my, man, my dude she came home i this is kind of aside but she came home at she had left work at seven uh, and she works like right it's not very far from where we live uh and she didn't get home like 7 a.m left for work didn't get home until twelve thirty a.m of the next day and then after she came home at twelve thirty, she continued to work at home. I like. I I think I have a pretty good work ethic, but she's the strongest fucking person I've ever met, like, ever. And then she woke up at went to work at seven again today. Like, damn, what a season! And just to continually be on with your brain at a thing where like you need to be like, you need to be right and it would of you not to like move a decimal for example uh d- damn uh and i think that today they're filing or whatever and i'm about to get a text message soon of show up at this bar um so that's where i'm headed in a little bit cheers folks uh so if you do want that breakdown i would recommend listening to brian f talk about it. he kind of talks about the meta as well and i tend to agree with him uh but also i'm also very interested in and i don't think he brings this up but where like where Thirteen through thirty-one. How do those points shake out? Because the point spread is pretty ridiculous. Well, that covers all of the major topics for this week, which leaves us. Uh, oh wait, no, I lied. Not the major topic. I should also say, EVA registration is open. Get your registration in as early as possible, and like keep your tabs open for uh, hotel checks of of. Uh, Like how expensive hotels are because Vegas is seemingly gets more expensive uh, every year and try and make plans for that Uh, food is always expensive I always what I always try to do uh, for Vegas and this is kind of like a side tip uh, when you get there usually my wife and I plan something to do beforehand then like lead into Vegas because we live kind of across the country uh, but when you get there, we like to have a car, or at least find a way to get out to, like, a grocery store. Uh, there are a couple that are just, like, right outside the strip that you can get to that are, like, normal human being grocery store prices, which aren't strip prices, or, like, that CVS prices or whatever you're going to encounter. And just get, like, general stuff. Like, if, if you drink alcohol, like, get your alcohol there. And then, like, just have it there. Because I remember last year, at least, like, it was actually remember last year when it was in the convention in that convention center, they didn't check bags and people could could bring in alcohol good story of eh, as another story for another time but you could like bring in any kind of water any kind of stuff and like if you get out to a to a grocery store get like a bunch of water i got cases of water big water that i we couldn't drink like also get a lot of water because the fucking desert and you will be dehydrated a hundred percent of the time uh and we ended up like not even using all of it at that point we ended up not even using all the alcohol we bought because we were just like well we planned ahead but anyway that's that's just my vegas advice which does not give you any advice for evo advice i understand but registration is open and just start thinking about your plans even though it seems like it's like so far in the future it's more than a couple months away but think about it have that one in your back pocket because it'll it'll come up on you sooner than you think and the hotel prices may or may not be more expensive when it comes closer to the date It's see how things work uh but anyway folks that will actually do it in terms of the normal post that we're going to talk about this week uh, and we'll get into the final segments of the show um uh, one of quickly becoming some people's favorite segment is the shit post of the week that's right folks I dig through all the muck, all the humor, all the fluff posted to our Street Fighter. There's been a lot this week because of Blanca. I understand. I did a little bait and switch last week. You thought there was going to be some Blanca memes that's going to be the shit post of the week. I get it. Right there with you. I would have made that same guess as well. However, not the case. No, I lied. That's that's the case again. We have Blocka this week. Uh, this week's post of the week is actually I know it's really cute. Look at that, Kujo Kate made a blocka chan. She made a blocka chan. Blocka chans so cute and also horrifying and disgusting. Uh, that's cool. Give Kujo Kate some love. Follow her on Twitter. She's also she's also a pretty active member of the of the FGC. Look you know, at that blocka chan in a bathroom where he belongs next to a toilet. Uh, that's not here nor there, folks. That is the ship ship post of the week. So congratulations to you, <laughs> Kate okay. Ship post bathroom. Anyway, uh, okay. Now, one of my favorite segments is getting into FGC history. Uh, this is the part where we talk about a match that happened in the past. And again, I'm going to go along with that Blanca theme. And I'm going to talk about one of the games where Blanca was one of the top characters in that game. That's right, folks. I'm talking about CBS2. Now. If you're not familiar with the... Uh, no, I'll get into that a second. The match I'm bringing up is Daigo versus Bucktooth Evo 2016. This is in the top eight. Loses out of the bracket. And Blanca was a very strong character. There were a lot of strong, like, charge characters, like Vega, uh, Bison, and Blanca. Daigo's team were, like, pretty simple characters. Like, uh, pretty simple, very strong characters. Uh, in A-Groove with, like, you'd have roll can't specifically because of roll canceling like you roll you do your play punch, light punch kick, roll canceled into like electricity and now you have an invincible startup electricity for a varying amount of frames uh and that was just like super strong like that into hop to get through a lot of things with that into block like roll cancel into blanca ball super strong uh and that's super fun. This was a very strong form of buck. His normals were super good. The reach on those normals was fantastic. It's great stuff. Uh, just a very strong character in general. But what I want to bring up is Bucktooth. Bucktooth. What a team. Uh, choosing a groove and groove, which is at this point in time in twenty in two thousand six, uh, was considered kind of one of the lesser grooves like end Groove wasn't wasn't that great if people were going to choose a groove like it they would choose C Groove because uh, it had a lot of similar similar aspects but generally better uh, but man Bucktooth making it work and the way that this match ends is oof, it is fantastic um, it's a cl- it's a close set uh, best two out of three um, and oh man is it good just reminds how godlike Bucktooth was But also just a reminder that Blanca was very godlike in this game and that Daigo played Blanca. Daigo played Blanca. Think about that. Like that's another one of the things that I always love to bring up is that Daigo has this like sense of, or people have this sense of Daigo as, oh, he's the Ryu character. And he's even expressed like deep remorse over like, oh, I just, I have to play Ryu. I am the Ryu player. It's like, my guy, you played Blanca in CBS 2 and bison and Vega, like get out of here, man. Like, don't even just pick top tier. Alright folks, I would highly recommend looking into that and also, like giving some love to CBS too. It's a good game. Didn't have online, but hey, it's it's a it's a very fun game to watch whenever you understand. There's actually some good resources to uh I should I should probably do that next week. I should put together some resources, a list of resources into getting to learn how to play CBS2 remind hey you guys remind me to put together a list of resources to learn how to play a CBS2 and cuz if you if I just was mentioning oh A groove and N groove and that didn't make any sense to you uh that's a whole other conversation of how those grooves work like A groove for example you could have custom combos and like some grooves would allow you to roll and that's why some grooves were like well you can't roll cancel with this so this is less useful but not entirely not useful like k groove or whatever but neither here nor there not so much a big deal we'll worry about that in the future when i have to put together this list of, of things to how to play CVS 2 but anyway folks that'll do it that's a show uh, just got a text from my wife i'm gonna head on out and see her for the first time in like two weeks uh but hey you guys have a good time you, you guys stay safe all right I'll see, and I'll see you around next week. That's right, folks. That's another episode of RSF Radio. We run the show every week, and sometimes release a bonus episode. If you didn't listen to that bonus episode with uh, with Christy, he has some capital O opinions, and we talk about uh, <laughs> we talk about that. Gets into some some FTC philosophy, which I find a little bit uh, revealing. And I just let him talk there for a little bit. And I think it's a good listen in general. Uh, that's the episode that released right before this in the same feed. I've been releasing the bonus episodes in the same feed. I think that people are, have been okay with that. I haven't said anyone, seen anyone say that they were not okay with that. So when there are like interview, uh, new challenger episodes, I'll just keep it in the same channel for now. Cause uh, it's not getting out of hand. Not right now at least. And if you're looking uh where you can contact uh, this podcast, you can find that at Reddit SF, or you can just at me at super Joe Monday on Twitter, or you can just reply to this post on Reddit, or you can, uh, uh reply in like in the form of like an itunes review or something along those lines or or reply in the comments of the youtube video it goes up pretty much everywhere uh but anyway folks that'll do it that's the show i gotta run i gotta i gotta get out i gotta skedaddle but we'll see you guys again next week but until that time take care folks